Hey folks, join us at the Radio Carom Trivia Night on Friday the 1st of March at the Carom Patterson Lake Sports Pavilion. Tickets are only $25 per person and includes entry into our door prize and a drink on arrival. Wonderful. Don't pass up this opportunity to win bragging rights for the rest of the year and win some fabulous prizes. Tickets are still available at Radio Carom's website, radiocarom.org. We'll see you there, folks. Hey, I'm Jane Oakley, a Matilda alumni footballer, number 36, and you're listening to Radio Karen. Stay tuned. It's time for us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat, let's change the way we live, and let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, and so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive. I hope I see more changes, and I believe we can know it will come. If we all come together as one, make it better for our sons and our daughters being brought up in this harsh world. Yeah, it's hard, but we can't turn backwards. Put your faith in the practice, escape from the cage you've been trapped in and free yourself. Hello, and welcome to Justice Social. On episode three, we will be talking about the Dunkley by election. Dunkley is an Australian House of Representatives division in southeast Melbourne. It goes from Seaford to Mount Eliza and across to Langwarren South and it encapsulates suburbs including Frankston, Caram Downs, Skye and Sandhurst. The electorate of Dunkley was created in 1984 and was named for Louisa Margaret Dunkley who lived from the 28th of May 1866 to the 10th of March 1927. Louisa Dunkley was an Australian telegraphist and labour organiser who successfully campaigned for the right for women to obtain equal pay for equal work in the Australian Commonwealth Public Service. The electorate was Liberal held from 1986 to 2019 when it was won by Peter Murphy of the ALP. That was after after some boundary redistribution and a swing towards labour across the state in that year. She was re-elected with an increased margin at the 2022 federal election. Peter Murphy passed away on the 4th of December 2023 and she herself has some impressive social justice credentials. She had been a lawyer, including a senior public defender at Victoria Legal Aid. She was the first woman to represent the seat of Dunkley. She was on the House of Representatives Social and Legal Affairs Committee and was a fierce advocate for women's health and commitment to local employment opportunities. Peter Dunkley was also quite a a popular um, local member and will be sorely missed. Um, But here we are having a by-election to see who will be replacing her in federal parliament. So there are eight current candidates for the seat. I'll list them in the order that they appear on the Australian Electoral Commission website. Number one is Nathan Conroy, Liberal Party. Number two, Bronwyn Curry, Animal Justice Party. Number three, Kristen Abraham, Libertarian. Number four, Reem Eunice, Victorian Socialists. Number five, Darren Bergworth, Independent. Number six, Alex Breskin for the Greens. Number seven, Heath McKenzie, Australian Democrats. And number eight, Jodie Bellier, Australia Labor Party. I've reached out to all the candidates and offered them the opportunity to come in and discuss what they see as social justice issues affecting Dunkley. Each of them have their own websites that set out their policies in a bit more detail, so please go and check them out. 
Hello, I'm Con. And I'm Stav. And, and we're we Eddie Nucky. You're listening to Radio Karam. Hello, and welcome to Radio Karam. Today on episode three of Radio Karam, we will be talking to the one of the candidates from the Dunkley by-election. Um, and we are now talking to Bronwyn Curry of the Animal Justice Party. Bronwyn is a long-time resident of Melbourne's Bayside area and has broad professional experience across a wide range of areas. She has worked in the Victorian public sector in a senior HR management role, operated various small businesses, held committee positions with many local community organisations and actively supported many animal and environmental groups. Passionate about animals her entire life, Bronwyn's contribution to animal protection has been recognised through multiple nominations for the Kingston Woman of the Year Award and was also a popular nomination for an Australia Day Award. Hello, Bronwyn. Hi, Claire. Thanks for having me on. Welcome. Um, Thank you. So you are a candidate for the Dunkley by-election, which is coming up this Saturday. I'm sure you've been busy out there in the community at the pre-polling booths. They've been open now for a week or so. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about your connection to Dunkley. Oh, gosh. Um, A little bit about me. I um, have lived in this Bayside area um, for most of my life. Uh, I love love this area and I have some really strong connections. I'm a mum to five gorgeous kids. Wow. Yeah, super proud of all of them. Um, And I, I, I... I I was introduced to the Animal Justice Party about seven years ago and I have tried a few different political parties over my lifetime. Um, I, in fact, was a young Liberal at one point many, many years ago. Um, I hung around the Greens for a while, um, tested out Labor. A diverse diverse political background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've always been interested in politics. I've always been interested in social justice and I guess I was looking for the right place, looking for my tribe, I suppose. And ultimately I landed with the animal justice and it just felt like the right place for me and I've been um, really, really um, in, enjoying my time with the party. They stand for everything I stand for, our values align um, and I feel like I've been growing with the party and I've been the regional leader for the Southeast Metropolitan political region, which of course takes in Dunkley. So I have very strong connections to Dunkley. I um, live literally a stone's throw from Dunkley, um, but my connections are very strong. Some of my children's partners live in Dunkley. We we work and play and shop in Dunkley and we do a lot of animal um, protection work in Dunkley also. So that's that's my that's strong connection. connection there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now you've spoken a little bit about um, your, your passion for social justice and mm. how that aligns with uh, the Animal Justice Party. What does social justice mean to you? Social justice for me is about finding balance and fairness in our society. Um, I I think Dunkley in particular, obviously because I'm, I'm running as a candidate there, um, Dunkley has areas of um, poverty and also extreme wealth mm. and everything that's in between. So it's quite a diverse region and I, I, th- I think, you know, whoever, whoever is elected and primarily, you know, this is going to be a contest between the majors, but I wouldn't want voters to discount smaller parties and independents like 
um, people like myself, for example, because I think we're heavily invested in our community. We're authentic. We care about the constituents of Dunkley. Um, and we want to see people thriving in our communities. And I think the Animal Justice Party, for example, through our um, current elected reps, um, have proven that we're very effective on the crossbench. And I think sometimes when, when you have um, governments um, controlled by major parties, it's really useful to have some other voices there providing checks and balances. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's where I see people like myself um, coming into play for, for constituents. And I know from talking to people in Dunkley and in other areas as well, um, a lot of people are... Um, I don't know, disenchanted perhaps, disenfranchised with um, the major parties um, and, they're, and they're quite disengaged because it's the same kind of rhetoric mm -hmm. that they hear all the time and they're looking for someone who will listen to them and what their problems are. Yep. And, so and so what are the problems? What, what are people telling you as you're out and about, uh, as particularly from a social justice perspective, mm. what mm. Um, mm. are the most relevant issues for Dunkley, do you think? I think it's it's cost of living. Everyone I speak to is hurting on some level. They really are. And and even with the tax cuts from announced by the Labor government, people are saying $15 a week doesn't cut it when they need hundreds of dollars, mm. when when they can't pay their rates. And, and beyond not being able to afford paying their rates, they are having to choose um, between paying for utilities or, or buying food for their families. And in an affluent country, that is mm. heartbreaking and it, and it simply shouldn't be so. And more so, and this is very much um, in, in my lane in terms of social justice, I um, was uh, the lead organiser of the Women's March for Justice in 2021. Um, so I'm... Um, very, very concerned that that when people are in economic circumstances where they're struggling, that mostly women sometimes, unfortunately, have to make the choice between staying in a violent home mm. or becoming homeless. Yeah. Um, now, look, that, that's something that I, I'm a family violence lawyer. It's something we see right. um, increasingly. It's... Um, and I don't think it's obviously limited, but this is a federal seat and um, any mm. any policy issues, I guess, if if you were in Parliament, um, would be addressed at that at that federal level. Um, so how does the how do these issues translate, I guess, from a policy perspective? What's the what's the solution? Because we, we they're so yeah, easy what, to have all the solutions. What um, is the solution? What is yeah, the solution no. to the to the cost of living crisis? What's the solution um, in terms of the the family violence um, effects on that? Mm. Um, I don't expect you to have the solution, by the way. But no. what, what's the policy <laughs> position? That's that, so you know how, how do we how do we move it forward? So women do better when they have their own money and, and there are and, and being um, a, a family justice lawyer, you, you would um, be aware of this. Women, women do better when they are um, financially independent. And so if I were elected federally, that is 
Absolutely something that I would be working very, very hard on with government to ensure that the policies that the government has do not cause any further detriment for women. So is, that a, many... is that an education thing mainly? <sighs> Gosh, it's such a huge area. Mm. Okay, so so one thing that strikes me, and this is what a lot of women leaving um, or in family and domestic violence situations tell me, that they have disastrous choices to make. For example, and this is just one thing that, that I would like the federal government to consider, when women have fled and they've got away from the, their abuser, um, there's all sorts of fi financial issues around that. But one of the significant things is that if they repartner and they are receiving Centrelink benefits, they have to tell the government that. Yeah. And then the amount of money that they receive from the government depends on the income yeah. of their new partner and it puts them straight back into where they were before being effectively financially controlled. Mm, that's, that's a great example actually of how, how federal government policy um, can affect, you know, lives in, in mm. a very practical in a very practical way in mm. terms of cost of living more broadly is there anything that you can think of in terms of a, a policy direction that um as an example I yeah i think education um as you mentioned is absolutely um correct women uh i th I don't, look, I don't have the stats with me. I think sure. younger women these days are more educated than perhaps women of, of my generation. Um, education is really important. Uh, what I am hearing from young people and, and young women um, is that they are considering their options in terms of going to university because they don't want to start their adult lives mm. straddled with tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt particularly if they are considering um, whether or not they'll be able to afford a home ever mm. or be able to have children. And young women in particular are telling me that they would potentially not go to university because they don't want that debt and that they probably won't have children because they don't think that they can afford them and they don't think it's fair to bring them into a world um, suffering mm. the climate catastrophe that we are currently, which also disproportionately the climate crisis affects women more. It affects everything from food systems to the size of our families and our housing. And it is just so incredibly impactful that at a federal level, we have to take serious, significant and immediate action on the climate yeah. Um, so obviously you are in the Animal Justice Party. Um, tell us about your animals. Do you ha You've got some pets? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who are your animals? Oh, my goodness. So at the moment I have 14 young guinea pigs. Oh, wow. Yes. So I... Um, Typically, my home is a revolving door of special needs and high needs um, rescue animals. Yep. And at times, I have had winter lambs, um, baby goats. Um, in in Bayside, in Bayside uh, Melbourne, yeah. <laughs> 
in Bayside, <laughs> Melbourne. Um, if you check my Facebook, you might see me taking some lambs in nappies um, for a walk on the beach. Fantastic. <laughs> true, Fantastic. true story. But, yeah, guinea pigs, lizards, I, at the moment, actually this is a really important point I would like to talk about. Sure. I, I, I have a 65-year-old cockatoo. Wow. Um, his name is Joe. He's quite the character. Um, but he has a disease called citizen beak and feather disease. It is a terrible, terrible disease that is affecting the parrot population of Australia. And it, typically they, they die a horrific death. This bird was someone's pet, ended up at the pound and was going to be euthanised because of his disease. I said, I, I can take him. I don't have any other birds in my care for him to infect. Um, and he's on a special diet and he's managing very, very well. What I would ask people is please don't feed birds. Yep. Because it attracts them to an area and congregating with other birds that they wouldn't normally meet in close proximity, and that is how the disease spreads. Please plant um, native trees like flowering red gums and so on that attracts the birds, um, and then there's no need for human intervention, and it minimises the spread of that awful disease. Sure. Um, all right, so I've, I ask all of my guests to choose a song that represents yep. social justice for them. Can you tell us a little bit about your song that you've chosen? Oh, goodness, yes. There were so many so many songs that came to mind, but I think the one that stuck with me was Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. It is a song um, about social social injustice I, I i guess about you know people um living in 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 poverty um and trying to escape their circumstances and it, it just resonated with me on this topic because i would wish for a society where everyone has access to everything that they need to thrive and live their life the way that they want to fantastic we'll listen to that song now Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam, tune in. Thanks for that song, Bronwyn. It's a great song. Um, not one that I would have immediately uh, associated with social justice, but listening to the lyrics there, I see where, you, where you're coming from. It certainly um, resonates. Yeah, Just yeah. Um, it, it, sorry, go. It's really a, it's a, it's about people wanting to escape their circumstances that hold them back. Yeah, yeah, and mm. and those systemic barriers mm. which um, we we know are out there and we don't always know quite how to address. But um, that's that's the job, I guess, in politics, isn't it? Trying mm. to trying to do do the best that we can with the situation. Um, so just yeah. opening it up now to any other any other social justice issues that you want to talk about and bring to the table as we move towards the election. Um, what do you think is important to the people of Dunkley and to the people of Australia? I think what's important to um, people of Australia and also Dunkley in, in particular relation to this election are the issues around climate. Um, talking yep. to young people especially, it's really significant. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, and I would just like to say that the Animal Justice Party has um, excellent policies on climate and that I was also the first candidate standing for Dunkley to endorse the Climate Rescue Accord and people um, can check that out further on online. We obviously don't have time to, to delve yeah. too deeply into that. Um, the other thing as well, one of the first jobs I had 
um, in in my career, my working career was um, working for public corrections and the animal, uh, sorry, the adult parole board um, in particular. And I think um, learning about people's circumstances in the justice system um, at the start of my career really was very eye-opening and has always left me um, with a lot of interest in that area. And one thing I would particularly like to see um, if I were to be elected is is looking at incarceration, incarceration yeah. rates, um, particularly in relation to um, raising the age. Yeah. Um, I think it was horrific that anyone could think that a 10-year-old child, um, you know, could be legally responsible um, and, and should be in prison. It's an absolutely ludicrous mm -hmm. concept to me and that is something that I would like to see. And, of course, it disproportionately affects yeah. First Nations people. We know and that. I'm and we're always in trouble with that with Human Rights Watch, but um, we, it's mm. taken us a little while to, to come around to the major parties in particular um, mm -hmm. changing very slowly, um, but mm. they are changing their stance on this. It would be good to see some um, it needs a push, change. in yeah. my view. Yeah, we can we can do better. Um, and the other thing I would say um, about the Animal Justice Party, um, people often think because of our name that we are a single issue party. We certainly are the only political party in Australia dedicated to animal protections, but um, we are the people for um, the party for animals, people and planet. Um, and I think at the moment, one of the big issues federally certainly is live export. We recently saw the, the, the just nightmare of a situation off the coast of WA with the Bahija where, um, you know, cows and sheep were knowingly exported to a conflict zone um, and then they were ordered to return home and then they were kept on board offshore mm -hmm. with their fate um, undetermined and it is just something that's horrific and the Labor government gave an undertaking ahead of the last election that they would phase out live sheep export um, and we are yet to see any significant progress on that and so um, if federally elected that is something I would work very very hard on indeed and also just in terms of Dunkley specifically um, Dunkley is a diverse area and certainly um, I would love for voters to vote for me and as well as representing the um, human um, residents of Dunkley. I would also represent the non-human um, animal residents of Dunkley. We have a lot of native animals there that, that certainly need protecting and that is something that I would be striving for. Thanks, Bronwyn. And, and where can people go to check out um, your policies in a little bit more detail? Do you have a website that we can direct people to? Yeah, we certainly do. Animal Justice Party Victoria has a website and all of our policies are listed there and they're divided into um, uh, animals um, and and people policies. Different, different categories, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat to us here at Radio Carum. We wish you all the best for um, the election on Saturday and for the rest of the campaign. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Carum, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour and reminisces about doing the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Carum and get down with the good vibes.